Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another chapter episode. Last chapter, um, basically, they made sure Cliff couldn't escape by putting one on the top of a tower. And then Chameleon, Peril's father, showed Peril how he shapeshifts from different dragons. And she just kind of got to learn a bit more about how animus magic works. And then she turned around, and Cliff was gone. So, um, let's get started. Chapter 16, Wings of Fire, Peril Escaping. Cliff, Peril said, Cliff? Chameleon flared his wings with a horrified expression. Where'd he go? Peril ran to the opposite side of the opposite edge of the tower. Had he rolled off in his sleep? It was a very long, long way. It was a long, long way down. Wouldn't he have woken up and cried out? Wouldn't they have heard him? She frantically searched the slick wet rocks and rooftops below for a broken red figure. And then, through a break in the frog, she saw a tiny flapping shape struggling in the rain. He can fly, she cried. That little liar, Camillion yelled. After him. He leaped from the tower and plummeted toward the dragonette. You know, Peril called, catching up to him. I thought I remember that scabbing dragonettes could fly pretty young. That's so funny that, that Scarlet didn't know that because she avoids dragonettes like a plague. Rain pelted her wings and snouts and scales, falling harder and harder every moment. Shut up and catch him, Chameleon shouted, nearly drowned out by a crack of thunder, or we lose the palace and Scarlet kills us both. She wouldn't dare, Peril thought. Well, all right, she might dare, but she can't. Not if I take off this necklace and use my fire skills again. The locket thumped against her chest, and Peril realized it must have a scrap of scroll inside it, and chanted to make her normal. She hadn't seen her father write it. In fact, it had been all ready for her, so he must have written it before they even met. Because he loves me, because he understands what it's like to be different, and he protected my wish to be normal. There was something, though, something that still felt wrong. Cliff looked over his shoulder and saw the two dragonettes hurtling toward him. With a terrified squeak, he flung himself through the nearest window and disappeared. Worst luck, it was the biggest window. It was a window big enough for a three-year-old dragonette, but too small for Carol and her father's skiving shape. Camilla roared in frustration. You know the palace, he shouted at Pearl. How do you go? How do we get in there? He thumped the stone wall with his tail. Peril wiped the rain from her eyes and looked around. The window was in a covered rampart that led to the central keep of the palace. The keep where the throne room, the great hall, and Ruby's prison were. Come on, she said, beating her wings. One option was going through the open wall of the throne room, but if Queen Scott was, to, was in there, things would get ugly fast. A better choice was to fly to the top of the keep and enter through the open roof like she'd done once to rescue Kestrel. She shook her head hard. Who did I do that with? Why is it all fuzzy? She soared up the cliffside. Pearl had a dizzy sense of deja vu, a feeling of wild freedom, terror, and hope that didn't match with the current situ- situation at all. She glanced behind her and realized she was expecting to see some other, someone other than her father. Who? A moment later, they reached a top and dove through the hole in the Great Hall, which was an eerie, des- which was an eerie and deserted as the rest of the palace. Peril saw one or two snouts poke out curiously at the sound of wing beats and then vanish in a hurry. A guard stood listlessly by the throne room, but she didn't even look up as Peril flew by. Down at the bottom of the hall, Ruby was trapped. A grate of metal bars in the lowest, pri- lowliest prison, ha- prison Scarlet had been able to come up with for her least favorite prisoners. I guess someone fixed the grate, Peril thought, remembering her own claws burning those very bars. Two skywings stood beside the gate, 
looking less like guards and more like guardians. They were staring up at the commotion of Pearl and Chameleon diving down toward them. And they so they didn't see the small red shape that darted into the room from a hall behind them. Pearl Cliff reached the prison bars before Pearl did. He threw himself on top of the grate and reached through, clasping one of his mother's talons in both of his. Cliff! Ruby said. Ruby cried, get back! And suddenly, a moment before Pearl touched down on the stone floor, Ruby came surging out of her cell, flinging across aside the crossbars as if they were in crisscross bars as if they were nothing as if it wasn't actually knocked or never really fixed at all that's it pearl thought ruby wouldn't have wanted a prisoner like that anyways and the skywings who locked her in there were loyal to her they only pretended to do it enough to make scarlet believe it she isn't giving up she not she's not the mouse her mother thinks she is what else is scarlet wrong about Two guards threw their wings open, facing Pearl in battle positions, as Ruby cleared the cell in one leap and caught her son up in her arms. I knew you could do it, she said to him. You clever, clever little moonbeam. I'm not a moonbeam, he protested, snuggling in her chest. Today, I'm a super-secret stealth agent, a flyer hero of the world. Yes, you are, she said. A deafening roar suddenly shook the entire hall. Pearl pressed her talons over her ears, unconsciously trying to make herself as small as possible. This was a familiar roar, a roar that had that always hurled shouting scorn and severe punishment. Queen Scarlet could never hit her, of course, but she found plenty of other ways to make Pearl's life miserable. The skywing fiend seemed to arrive from everywhere at once, her flapping orange wings filling Pearl's whole field of vision. No! Scarlet shrieked, hurling past the guards and slamming straight into Ruby and Cliff. The three of them tumbled and crashed into the back wall. And before Ruby could stand up again, Scarlet grabbed her neck and pinned her against the stone. Against the stone, Cliff scrambled up under his mother's wing, and she tightened it around him, glaring at Scarlet. You think you're so smart, pathetic daughter, Scarlet hissed. But your love for this dragonette is a weakness. After I kill him, do you want to know? After I kill you, do you know what I'm going to do to him? I'm going to make him fear me. I'm going to make him so loyal to me that he'll forget your name. He'll obey my every command. I will not, Cliff said defiantly. Scarlet ignored him. I'll use him until he becomes a dragon you won't recognize. By the time I'm done with him, he'd kill you with his own talons if I tell him to. Will not, Cliff said again, sounding both outraged and scared. Would never. He'll be my adorable little weapon, said Scarlet, and he'll, he'll forget all about you. I will be his everything. I'm the only one who cares about you. No one will ever love me except you. You'll always be a monster to everyone else. Scarlet's words rang louder and louder in Pearl's head, what she was describing. That's what she did to me. She made me obedient. She made me loyal to her. She made me think I had no choice, but I do. Stop! Pearl shouted. She stepped forward, and for a moment the guards wavered, as if wondering whether this was the right moment to sacrifice themselves on her burning scales. She stepped forward again, and they parted before her, leaving her a clear path to the tangle of the royal family members. Queen Scarlet glowered at Pearl with narrow yellow eyes. What did you say? I won't let you hurt Cliff, Pearl said. I won't let you do any of that to him either. It's not right. He's not your toy, and if you can't earn a dragon's royalty by being a good queen, then you don't deserve it at all. She reached for the black chain around her neck and saw Scarlet's eyes widen. No, Camelian cried. Don't take that off. Three moons. I'm under a spell. 
It hit Pearl with the force of a thousand suns. There's something else in the enchantment. Ruby was right. My father betrayed me. Pearl ripped the necklace over her head and dropped it, just as the metal began to sizzle.